0: Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory continues in his power-packed series, Cultivating an Attitude of Gratitude. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today.
1: The word cultivating means to produce by culture, to promote the growth or development of, and it means to foster. Attitude is a position or posture of the body appropriate to or expressive of an action or emotion. And then gratitude is the quality or feeling of being grateful or thankful. And you put all three of those together. And this is what God is trying to create here at Linked Up Church. To produce a culture that promotes growth and development. And it positions and postures itself for the appropriate and expressive quality of being thankful. How many you know God wants us to be thankful people? Right? No one likes being around someone that's ungrateful. Am I right or wrong? Right? You ever been around just someone that's ungrateful? How does that make you feel? Horrible, right? Does it make you want to do more for them? Right? Does it make you even want to take back what you gave them? Am I the only one, (laughs) right? And so no one likes that, right? So we want to cultivate here uh, at Linked Up Church an attitude of being uh, uh, gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 from the Passion Translation, which is our foundation text, reads this way. Let your heart always be guided by the peace of the Anointed One, who called you to peace as part of his one body. And I like this here, and always be thankful. That word thankful there means well favored and grateful. How many know God's favor is on your life? Amen. How many know everything you have came from Him? Amen. How many know God's been good to you? It should always cause you to be grateful. So, in just a few days, we'll celebrate Thanksgiving in the United States of America. But as we said on last week, the irony is that on Thanksgiving, we'll do very little giving of thanks. We'll pray before we eat. Lord, thank you for this meat. Now let's eat. But that's about it. Most of our day is preoccupied with football, cooking, eating, and socializing. And then sleeping, right? So you can get up, you want to let it kind of settle down a little bit, and then get up and eat a little bit more. But I want to challenge us to make this Thanksgiving different. We already started a little bit on yesterday. I'll talk about that in the message. But we want to spend time thanking God for all that he's done for us in our lives. And so one of the ways that we want to make Thanksgiving more meaningful this year is, look, this room is pretty much completely full. How many you know it should look like this on Thanksgiving Eve night? Right, for one hour where we just get to come back and say thank you. For keeping me all year. Come on, somebody. Getting us through COVID. That I have a job. Roof over my head. Come on, clothes on my back. Come on, food on my table. A family to share that with. You can't take these things for granted, right? And so we just want to come back for one hour this upcoming Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. where we'll sing songs, we'll listen to a little, we'll minister a little bit of the Word, we'll take communion. We're inviting about 300 people to, to come back that we served on yesterday uh, for the opportunity to receive a $50 gas card. Probably I mean, you know the gas card is not what it's all about. What it's all about is getting them in the building so that they can hear the Word of God. So, that lives can be saved and souls can be won to Jesus, right? And so, it'd be nice if they walked in here and the place was just full. So, the Bible says that there are five ways that we can express our gratitude to the Lord. We looked at number one. We know that gratitude is a miracle-creating attitude, When Paul and Silas was locked up in prison, they decided to pray and sing songs of thanksgiving, and God graced them with a miracle, right? In uh, Luke chapter 7, there were 10 lepers, right? All 10 had leprosy. All 10 were healed, but only one came back to thank God. And the one that came back ended up uh, being made whole, restored, and saved. How many of you know we want to have the attitude of the one and not the nine, right? The nine said, I got mine. I'm good, and I'm gone. The one said, no, I realize who did this for me. And the scripture says the one went back, fell at his feet, and just couldn't thank Jesus enough. That's how I want to be. <laughs> right? That's how you should want to be. And then the other one was uh, when Jesus fed the 4,000. Right? There are times in our life when what we have is not enough. But instead of being ungrateful for what we don't have, we'll just learn to thank God for what we do have. How many know God will multiply that and cause it to last longer than what than what it would have originally uh, lasted? And then number two, uh, we we talked about singing to Him, which is where we left off. How many know Christianity is a singing ministry, a singing relationship? How many know God loves for us to sing to Him? That's why we start service off with praise and worship because that's why He wants us to come to service just so we can sing to Him. from your heart, and he just loves it. Just comes up in his nostrils. Doesn't matter how you sound. Like, I can sing right now, and you all will stop your ears up. But God will, be in, God will just go, boy, let's listen to my boy right there. He's doing something for me, right? Because it's coming from my heart. Let's pick up new information today. Let's talk about Giving to God, right? This is a form of gratitude, giving to God. Let's read Psalms uh, number 50, stanza 14. I'm going to read out of the New Century version today, the NCV. And it says, give an offering to show thanks to God. Give God most high what you have promised. How many a lot of times we make promises to God that we don't keep? How many of y'all have ever said, God, if you get me out of this situation, I'll never do it again until next week. <laughs> Anybody in here willing to be honest, right? We've all been there, right? But what God wants us to do is to give an offering to show thanks and then always give God what you promised him. Right? And so when you give offerings in church or you give offerings to people, I mean, you know, that's saying to God, I appreciate what you've given to me. Right, because I wouldn't have something to give unless I first received. Right, so the fact that I have something to give means that God has been good to me. Right, and so we know that there are several ways we can give to God. The two primary ways that the scripture talks about is one through tithes and offerings. I mean, also when you give to the poor, the scripture says that is a loan to God. And God says, I'll pay back those loans personally. So there are a couple of ways, right? Tithes, offerings. Anytime we do that, we're storing up treasure in heaven, right? And how many know we can draw from that or withdraw from that account? Philippians chapter 4, Paul said that, that my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches. He said, I don't desire fruit uh, for me. I, I desire fruit that would abound to your account. So every time you do that, how many know you're storing up treasure in heaven? And when you need it, how many know God will come through for you? Right. And so it's just this cycle. Every time I give, I'm always receiving. And it's really a form of thanksgiving and gratitude. Right. Obviously, giving and thanking go together. That's how we get the word thanksgiving. Right? So clearly those two go together. Nearly 400 years ago, a group of people called the Pilgrims set aside a day in the fall to express thanksgiving to God by bringing an offering. This is a little history lesson for you. Experiencing a banquet, listen to this, and sharing in fellowship together. What if we turned that uh, Thanksgiving Eve service into just a big feast together? Wouldn't that be nice? Whereas as a community, a family of believers, we got together and we experienced a banquet, we brought an offering and we fellowshiped together. Today we know this day is Thanksgiving and we celebrate it as a national holiday. I want you to think about what it was originally established for. Is that what we do with it today? What we do with it today is like the day before Black Friday. Right, and some of us wait till midnight on Thanksgiving night, cause the stores—some stores will open up at midnight on Thanksgiving night. So, 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 see how commercial, commercialized, and how the world has made it be something that God never intended for it to be. But at Linked Up Church, our eyes are open. Amen. Five people at Linked Up Church, our eyes are open. Amen. Right. I mean, y'all want to go to the next level in your life? All right. Take a moment to thank God for where you're at right now. Come on. That's, that's the key to going to the next level is being able to thank God for where you're at right now. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's read verses 6 through 15. I won't be before you long today. I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. We put in a lot of work on yesterday. Some people got here at 5, 5.30. Some people got here at six. Uh, I know I did a wedding after that, so I didn't leave the building yesterday until 5-ish, 15, 4 30. We put in a lot of work to, on yesterday to show people that God loves them. Yes. Yes. Amen. And I just want to say publicly, Linked Up Church has the best volunteers yeah. in the world. Come on, you all can do better than that. I'm telling you, in, in the world, Linked Up Church does. Let's look at this text here in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And I hope you catch something today in the spirit. It says here, beginning at verse 6, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest. How many of y'all like stingy people? You ever been around people who have it but still won't share? Anybody ever been around people like that? Right? They can have a whole bunch of something and then pinch it. Like you say, can let me get a little piece of that. They'll pinch it. (laughs) And then give you a little bit of it. (laughs) You don't do that, do you? You Okay, all right. (laughs) But the one who sows from a generous spirit, so then notice generosity is a spirit. You have to be generous on the inside before you can be generous on the outside. Says, if souls from a generous spirit, that person will reap an abundant harvest. So let giving flow from where? Your heart. So notice giving is an issue of the heart, not from a sense of religious duty, right? Never ever be, you know, if you ever hear us doing stuff like, if you don't, we won't, the roof is leaking, and if you don't give, now. if you ever hear us do that, lead this church. How many of you know we should not put pressure on you ever to give. And we definitely shouldn't make you feel bad. We shouldn't say stuff like the reason your life is toe up. <laughs> we shouldn't do people like that. Your life wouldn't be so busted up. If you ever hear us do stuff like that, leave. Because God doesn't treat people like that. You know what God loves is just when you give from your heart. Let's keep reading here. From a sense of religious duty, let it spring up freely from the joy of giving. All because God loves hilarious generosity. And yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything in every moment and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. Just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts in him, because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. I want you to think about that. God says that when you sow extravagantly and you give to the poor, that will never be forgotten. You all remember Cornelius in Acts chapter 10? Says that his, his, his prayers and his alms came up as a memorial before God. Can you imagine that you give and you bless people so richly that God sets up a memorial in heaven as an example on what that, of what that looks like on earth? I mean, we should chase after that right there, right? Because when you help other people, guess who you're really helping? Yourself. It says here, his generous deeds will never be forgotten. This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meal. So I want you to look at the analogy that he's using here. And I pray that you catch this, right? So notice, God will give seed to a sower. Right, He gives you seed, so, so you don't work for a living, you work for a giving. Amen. So he'll give you seed to sow, right? And then the seed that you sow becomes bread for your food. Oh, I hope you're catching this. So if you ever want to secure, secure your future... What you're giving today is what postures you for the future that you want tomorrow. The, the whole world can go through an economy. It's not touching linked up church or its members. I'm sorry, a recession. The whole economy can go through a recession. It's not touching linked up church or its members. Let me try the members on this side. I said the whole inflation can go out the roof and it won't affect us because we pay cash for everything. Oh, uh, let me try this side of the room. So when they sit down and they say to us, do you want this at 15% or, or 19%, I'll take it at 0% because I'm going to pay cash for it right now. Come on, I, I need somebody to understand what, what I'm telling you right now, right? And so you never have to worry about how you're going to eat as long as you're sowing seed. Let's keep reading here because this gets better. So the generous God who supplies abundant seed. And so notice, he doesn't just give you a little seed. He gives you abundant seed, which becomes bread for your meals and even more extravagant towards you. You missed that. So so what you give, right, he's going to give you abundant seed so that you can sow, right? Your sowing becomes the bread or the food that you need to eat. But then what he gives you personally is more extravagant than what you sow. Boy, I'm going to have to come down on the floor today. I don't want your money. I'm not taking a special offering after service today. I'm trying to help you. Come on, somebody. Did you hear what he just said? I'm going real slow. He'll give you abundant seed so that you can sow. What you sow becomes bread for your food. But what he does for you personally is more extravagant than what you sow. See, maybe somebody hadn't experienced that. Has anybody ever experienced that in here today? I always notice that what I get back is always greater than what I gave. I'm talking about all the time. Okay, let's keep reading here. You all want a little bit more of this? so, So this generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer which becomes bread for our meals is even more extravagant towards you. First, he supplies every need plus more. Man, I'm getting ready to go home. Maybe I'm in church all by myself. What's left after every? Nothing. He supplies every need plus more. So he not only pays the bill, he gives you a little bit more so that you might be able to help somebody else pay their bill. Oh, Jesus, am I in church today? This is better than you all are saying amen. Not only does he meet every need that you have, but he gives you more than what you need so that you can help somebody else. When you take the abundant seed that he gives you and you sow it. So first he supplies every need plus more. Now this is too much. Then he multiplies the seed As you sow it, hold on, as you sow it, so the moment I sowed it, I sowed five, but he multiplied it into 55. Y'all missing this. Hold on, I sowed 100, but he multiplied it into 10,000. I'm telling you, there's no greater investment in the world than kingdom investing. You can keep trusting the world if you want to. And it'll keep crashing. But I'm putting all mine in the kingdom. I'm sending it ahead of me. Come on, somebody. So when I get to eternity, it's going to be a difference. The rewards aren't the same in heaven. We all get to go there. But how many you know the rewards aren't the same? So you come over to my spot. You're going to understand what I've been doing on earth. Come on, somebody. I don't just want to get in. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't just want to get in. I want to pimp up in there. I'm talking about, I want want to come through the door like, come on now. Yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be, right? And get ushered into my mansion. Y'all missed that. Did you see that? He supplies every need plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it. Why, God? So that the harvest of your generosity will grow. So that means your harvest has to grow larger than the seed that you sowed or God would be lying see but, but that's why the devil plays that trick every Sunday that they just want my money that's a trick the devil plays every Sunday they just want my money they just want my money Listen, folks, if you don't give, we own this building. It ain't going nowhere. It's not for us. It's for you. I feel like I made the devil mad right there. Come on, can we give God just a real, a, a real big hallelujah in here? I, I promise you nobody wants anything for you. God's trying to help you. Not, I've never missed this in 33 years. I don't receive from God and not give something. I don't do that. That's, that's treating God and his word wrong. Hmm? And my wife is sitting right here. We've given over seven figures into this kingdom. Well over seven figures. So when you look at my harvest, don't, don't see, you don't, you don't, until you understand the seed, you're going to be jealous of the harvest. Not even understanding what was sold to manifest that. Right? And so that's why I don't even concern myself with that. Because I know it's not based off of your giving. It's based off of my giving. Oh, I'm preaching better than anybody saying amen in here right now. All right? And listen to this. You say, well, well most, of that, most of that was given in another ministry that we don't even belong to anymore. But watch this, but because we sold it into the kingdom and not a man or a building, we reaped the harvest over here. You you all still with me out there? Do you want a little bit more of this? Right? Why would you do that, God? So that your generosity will grow. So this tells you then that same dollar you've been given for, for 20 years, you need to grow from that. You got to stop all this what's in my pocket and just throwing that to God. You need to be at home thinking about all that God has done for you. Come on, and before you get here, you take his right off the top realizing that I had this job because God's been good to me. Come on, somebody. I got this check because God is good to me. Come on, I have a degree in an education because God has been good to me. Right? And then you worship with that and you bring that as a form of thanksgiving and gratitude because so many people in this world would love to be in the situation that you're in. Verse 11, so on every occasion for when we take, listen to this, for on every occasion for when we take your gifts to those in need as we did on yesterday, it causes many to give thanks to God, right? So we took your gifts that you gave from Thanksgiving in 2021, 2022, and we partnered with Reflections of Trinity to feed thousands of people. I think they said over 1,200 people came through this parking lot yesterday. Come on, somebody, because of your giving. Come on, you get credit for that. Come on, you get blessed for that. And it was such a beautiful sight to see. You know, we had over 150 volunteers from LinkedIn Church sign up. It was a beautiful thing. And they were serving with joy, singing and dancing, and just being a blessing to people. We put together just a little clip for you because, listen to you, I'm trying to provoke you right now. You need to get out to bed on Saturday morning and think about something more than just what's going on in your life. And realize that there are people out here hurting way worse than you are. Show this clip real quick. It'll bless your socks off. It's just a quick 20 minute clip. 20 seconds.
0: I said, This This is is a phenomenal day, and this is a phenomenal opportunity for Linked Up to serve and to be a blessing to our community. So, this is Reflections of Trinity partnering with Linked Up Church for our Thanksgiving outreach. And today we are serving 1,500 families with
1: 180,000 pounds of food. I'm so thankful for everything that you guys have done, all of your sacrifices, all of your giving.
0: We just appreciate you.
1: I feel really blessed
0: to feed over 1,500 people. It's just a way to reach out to the community to show everybody how much they're really loved in the world today. We just need more of that.
1: Very, very grateful to you all for all your services. I really appreciate you and I thank God for you. Pray God bless every one of you for the services you are rendering
0: to all these people today.
1: Come on, somebody put their hands together. Come on, give these volunteers, give yourself. Come on, give them a standing ovation, man. And it was cold yesterday. It was like 28 degrees when we arrived in the morning. It was cold, but it was worth it. And listen to this. I challenged Lori at Reflections of Trinity. I said, next year, let's feed over 2,500. Let's go for it. So notice, our giving and your giving causes many thanksgivings to God. People will thank God because of our generosity. Folks, and we're not done. This is what this church is all about. You're going to see that more and more and more. I'm believing God to own a warehouse one day. And in that warehouse, clothes, furniture, cars. So that when this family, when people are in need, we can send them to a warehouse. Come on, that God's provided for them. And bless people's lives when they're hurting. I'm believing God for transitional houses. Where well, we start buying up dilapidated properties and fixing them up. Come on, somebody. And letting people stay three months, six months, nine months, get back on their feet. Come on, somebody. Come on, man. This is what church is all about. We got to stop coming to a building and not leaving the building and going out in a community and impacting lives. That's what God's called this church to do. And it's going to cause many thanksgivings back to him. Verse 12, this, the priestly ministry you are providing through your offering not only supplies what is lacking for God's people, but it inspires an outpouring of praise and thanksgiving to God himself. For as your extremely generous offerings meets the approval of those in Jerusalem, that was an offering that they raised in Philippi that they delivered to the poor saints at Jerusalem, it will cause them to give glory to God all because of your loyal support and allegiance to the gospel of Christ, as well as your generous-hearted partnership with them towards those in need. Because of this extraordinary grace which God has lavished on you, they will affectionately remember you in their prayers. So notice, everybody that we help, they turn around and they pray for us. Yes. Amen. Isn't that a blessing right there? Yes. And you know what they're praying? God, help them help more people. Amen. And then this is our part. Praise God for his astonishing gift. Come on, go ahead and praise God for his astonishing gift, which is far too great for words. Folks, I want to be, don't stop me from dreaming, I want to be one of, if not the most impactful church in the world. Not for preaching, for helping people. Will you all help us do it? All right. Now, now we only, this this, this community is about 4,000 people. Only 155 signed up to serve. Wednesday, we'll really find out who we are and how grateful we are. Because that's our opportunity to come back. It's not about me, not about this staff. That's our opportunity to come back and just say, God, thank you.
0: Yes,
1: yes it is. As a corporate body, members of Linked Up Church represent the attitude of the one leper and not the nine. 60 minutes, we're going to come back. How I many you of know Thursday, now you can just do that however you want to? Because you took care of his business on Wednesday night. Yes. Thursday, cook, watch the game, have fun, enjoy it, do all of that because you took care of his business on Wednesday night. Three amens on that one. Can we get this place to look like this Wednesday night? God challenged me to challenge you to create this, cultivate this attitude of gratitude. We'll close with number four, pray to him. Actually, we have two more. I'll go quick. Pray to him. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7 says, Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated. The word saturated means soaked, impregnated, charged thoroughly or completely in prayer throughout each day. Offering your faith-filled requests before God, watch this, with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So notice he's not withholding information from you. All right? And I'll be more specific. Look at the New Living Translation here. It reads it this way. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. So notice you can't do both. You can't worry and pray. You either worry and stop praying, or stop worrying and pray. Then listen to what he says. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. So tell Him what you need, and then thank Him that He's already done it. You all see how this works? Tell Him what you need, and then thanking that He's already done it. We're gonna practice that in a moment. Then you will experience God's peace. So notice when I'm all not, I don't have peace because I'm worried about too much stuff, right? It's an indication when my peace is not there, I'm doing too much worrying and not enough praying, right? And so even for the people that we pray for up here today, that's a master key for you. If you just give that to God and pray and give him every detail of it and then thank him that he's already done it, his peace is going to overwhelm you. Doesn't mean the situation is going to change today. You just see, you were in the situation with the absence of peace. Now you'll be in the situation with the presence of peace. What a a confidence that he's worked this out for me. You all see the difference? All right, listen to the rest of this verse, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds, watch this, as you live in Christ Jesus. So when you stop seeing your heart guarded and your mind guarded and you lose that peace, it's an indication that you could have stopped living for Jesus. See, so I need all of that working at the same time. I need prayer and I need to live for Jesus. That's right. I need to be specific in what I pray. I need to thank God after I pray, not before, after I pray. Right? And then watch that just overwhelm me. Anybody believe that process in here? L- listen to this. Now, i put a little more on this bone here. So spend some time praying and thanking God in your prayers. But listen very carefully. The Bible says the more specific you are in your prayer, the easier it is for God to answer you. Right? It's kind of like in a marriage. You never do this for me. Well, what do you want me to do? I don't know. How many of y'all know you got to be specific? Right? On both sides, men and women. You got to be specific, right? Huh? How many of y'all, we go through that all the time. We, 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 we think they're supposed to know. Ladies, I'm telling you, we don't know. That's why we, not, that's why we don't do it. We don't know. We know when you tell us. Come on, because if Hollywood worked, then they would stay married. Hollywood doesn't work. That's acting. All right. L- listen to this. The same is true for our Thanksgiving. God doesn't want us to just say thank you, God, for everything. I mean, you know, that's a pretty bland prayer. Make a list of exactly what you're thankful for. That's good, sir. You see the difference there? Then spend some time thanking God for those specific items. That's good. That's good. See, this sounds much better. If my wife said to me, baby, thank you for the vacation. Thank you for the ring then thank you for everything you do. I mean, I want to hear what do I do. (laughs) Come on, fellas, don't leave me out here by myself. Come on, I want that moment where I'm like, say it all, keep going. That's all I do? I know you can think of a few more things I do than that, right? Instead of just thank you for all you do. I mean, that's not going to move the needle a whole lot. No more than if I treated her the same way. But if I said, baby, thank you for cooking. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for washing the clothes. Thank you for keeping a clean house. Thank you for being so smart. Thank you for being excellent. Thank you for being beautiful. Thank you for taking care of yourself. Thank you for working out. Thank you for looking better 25 years later than you did 25 years ago when I married you. When you take care of yourself, you're saying to me that you love me, and I appreciate that about you. Girl, you just, ooh, you're all that in a bag of chips. I guess, you know what? We're getting ready to celebrate 25 years of marriage next week. Come on, somebody. I've had the blessing of waking up to this beautiful thing for 25 straight years. Glory to God. And I just want to say publicly, you have been more than enough woman for me. That's why I've never had to look outside of you for any of my needs to be met. I've been loyal to you for 25 years, and I will continue to be loyal to you for the rest of my life. You'll never have to worry about another woman, me cheating, me doing anything that embarrasses this marriage, embarrasses our children, or embarrasses this church. You are stuck with me for the rest of your life. And I'm glad about it. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. Man, I'm glad about that. God is good. That's the only woman I've known since I was 22 years old. And I'm 55 today. And I'm telling you, if you do it the right way, one woman is more than enough. I didn't hear none of the brothers say amen. All I hear is the ladies. I don't hear, amen. I don't hear any of that. And all the fellas said, ah, that's a little better right there. All right? And so, how many of y'all have found yourself worrying too much? Raise your hand. Look around the room. How many of y'all found yourself worrying too much? All right? I want you to shift that from today forward, okay? I want you to pray about it, be specific. Tell God every detail and tell him exactly what it is that you want. And then take some time to just thank God for that, right? And then see if his peace just doesn't overwhelm you as you continue to live for Christ. So you see how you keep his peace flowing in your life as you continue to live for Christ. I'm y'all glad you came to church today. Come on. do, Do I have any grateful folks in church today? All right, let's close right here. Our last one, cultivating an attitude of gratitude as we want to serve him. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28, out of the Living Bible says, Since we have a kingdom nothing can destroy, let us please God by serving him with thankful hearts and with holy fear and awe. So whenever you serve someone else in the name of Christ, you're offering a visible, tangible thanksgiving to God. I mean, when they're out there parking those cars on that parking lot, in that cold, they're offering a visible, tangible thanksgiving to God. Which is why you need to have a positive attitude when dealing with them and just park where they tell you to park with no extra anything. Hello, somebody. And when you leave today, would you roll your window down and tell them thank you. I appreciate you standing out here in the cold. While I'm in that warm building, come on, somebody, praising God. Could you all do that for me today? Think of parking lot attended today because that's tangible and that's visible, right? Look at Matthew chapter 25, 37 through 40, right? That day is going to come, right, when Jesus is going to say, you know, you know, when you... Or gave that person water, you gave it to me. When you gave that person food, you gave it to me. When you went and visited that sick person, you were actually visiting me. When you went to jail to visit that person that was locked up, that was me in jail that you came to visit. right Let's read that. Matthew chapter 25: 37 through 40, I'm going to read out of the message Bible It says, "Then those sheep who are going, those sheep are going to say, "Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you?" When do we see you thirsty and give you something to drink? Master, when do we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will say, I'm telling you the solemn truth. Whenever you did, whenever you did one of these things that someone overlooked or ignored, that was me you did it to. Yes. You were doing that to me. Folks, we're going to give people water. We're going to feed people. We're going <laughs> to clothe people we're visiting people in the hospital and we will have a prison ministry and I'm talking about that we're putting real resources towards I'm talking about where we pay real I'm talking about where we hire and we put real resources to go into these prisons to help people because I could be in prison if it wasn't but for the grace of God come on somebody Somebody else in here can say that exact same thing, right? I could be laying in a hospital bed right now with tubes all up my nose. Come on, somebody. On a breathing machine if it wasn't but for the grace of God. Come on. I could be sleeping under a bridge at night. Come on, somebody. In a tent with with blankets and it's freezing outside if it wasn't but for the grace of God. Come on, somebody. And see, we got to stop this looking down on people because you just never know. When you're on your way down, who you might pass on their way up. That's why I don't look down at anybody. I only say, but, but for the grace of God, there go I. And, and ask God, is there something you want me to do to help? Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. That's what this is getting ready to become, folks, an environment that's about helping people. So if God has done nothing else in your life, you still owe him everything. He gave you talent. He gave you energy. He gave you health and opportunity to make a difference with in your life. Everything you have is a gift from God. So this year at Thanksgiving, don't just make it about food and hanging out with the family and watching football. I want you to take some time to thank God for what He's done for you in your life because that is what the day was set aside as a holiday to be all about. We'll be here Wednesday night. How many of y'all are gonna make the commitment to come back on Wednesday night? Look around the room. That's a blessing. One hour. We will not keep you longer than that. So I want you to practice these five things daily. They're all in your notes, version Bible app, all in your notes. But I want you to practice being grateful every day. Every day, just be grateful. Can you all do that? Thank God for what you have and where you are. I want you to practice worshiping him every day. Get up in the morning and just worship him. I want you to practice giving to God. It's not always at church, but just be sensitive when you're out in public to those that are less fortunate than you. Be sensitive to that because when you're helping them, as we just read... You're you're doing it for God. I want you to develop your prayer life and have a daily prayer life. Pray every single day and live for Christ. And then finally, serve Him. If you can practice those five things, you will have an attitude of gratitude. Let's lift our hands to the Father and just begin to worship Him right where you're at. And why don't you just begin to thank God for all that He's done for you. And name things specifically, you're talking to God. Name things specifically. Thank him for him. your wife, your children, your husband, whatever it is. Name it specifically. Your job, your home, your health, your wealth. But name it specifically and just thank him for it right now. Hallelujah. Yes, Father, thank you. Yeah, thank you so take nothing for granted, Father. Everything that I have came from you. Help me to use it even more to worship you with it and glorify you. Hallelujah. Praise God, I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, We want to invite you to do so. maybe you had one with you, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth, what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God, in Jesus' name. Praise God, we are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations, we are so excited that you made the decision to get
0: connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text GETCONNECTED to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.